Hello and welcome to the Modern Musclehead Podcast. This is Scott Tuzan of MetabolicMasterpiece.com and I am joined by my co-host, as always, Brian Cron of BrianCron.com. And today is a special day because Brian is now ancient. He is another year older, 42, had a birthday this week. Happy birthday, buddy. How's things been going? Oh, it's been very, very good. Although, man, I have to admit, like, I'm, I'm getting so old that I actually, I, I forget my age. Like, all day yesterday, people were asking me, oh, what birthday is it? I go, oh, 43. <laughs> and then by, then by, like, you know, 6 o'clock at night, I'm like, wait a minute. No, shit, I'm, I'm 42. You know, it's just, I don't know. They're all blending into each other, man. I don't know. So, but yeah, 42, man. So, testosterone must just be tanking. You must really have to, like, start, <laughs> you got to start taking it easy with your workouts, like, only... Work out thirty minutes, maybe three times a week, and oh, that's too much. Yeah, yeah, that's too much. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Don't want to yeah. don't want to speed up the aging process by uh, training too hard for for too many hours throughout the week. Yeah, no, just twenty minutes uh, twice a week, and it's mainly just foam rolling. And, uh, <laughs> that's a lot of a lot of mobility work. <laughs> and that's it. Go go home. <laughs> yeah, that's me, man. No, hell no, hell no, man. Ten Why? hours a week. <laughs> <laughs> I miss you, man. It's been uh, two weeks since we got to hang out. We ran a, a muscle-intensive training day together and uh, got in some killer workouts. And, and that final one, the day before you left, we got a killer leg workout in there that uh, just destroyed me for, for nearly a week there. But uh, that was a blast. I sure as hell wish uh, you lived closer so we could do that kind of stuff a lot more often. Yeah, I don't know. Uh, I, I was walking funny for four days, so I don't know. Maybe I'm glad I don't live close because uh, yeah, I, I, I can't handle that kind of intensity. But uh, <laughs> that was fun. No, I mean, we, we we walked into the gym going, oh, "Just take it easy." It's amazing how how an easy workout can suddenly just escalate into just pure insanity when uh, we just start feeding off each other and keep going. And I feel felt bad for you because you had to get on a plane a few hours later. But. <laughs> uh, I survived all right, man. You know that, and we didn't look at our phone once. That's the thing, man. Yeah, uh, we we killed that workout an hour. There's no distractions. It was just boom, boom. Well, we actually maybe we were on the phone a bit because we were filming, but like not like you know texting. Yeah, yeah, we we, yeah. we flew through it. It was I think that's yeah. why I was so sore. It was just the uh, the shorter rest periods and and just hammering it out. And yeah, that was good fun. It was fun. Uh, Good mornings, doing some good mornings there. I haven't done in God, I, I don't even remember the last time I've done them. And um, I've only tried those pull-throughs, cable pull-throughs, like once before. Just things that I haven't uh, thought about in a long time. So it's always, I think that's one of the nice benefits of going with a different training partner every once in a while and, and just breaking out of habits and routines and, and remembering stuff that you haven't done in a long time and doing new things that you never heard of before. Oh, absolutely, and and even like going to new gyms, like I I was really impressed. Like your your gym had at least two or three different grip machines, mm-hmm. and I'm I mean like that's like that's totally that's my shit right there. I mean if you can uh, you know different if you can strengthen your grip that that helps so much in in not only with your biceps and your forearms, just in your overall you know your strength, your ability to pull heavy things. So you know, man, like you have your gym is like a third the size of mine, and mine doesn't have a single grip attachment. So and yeah, I was, I was pretty impressed with that, man. And it's funny. I just take it for granted. Like I, I almost forget it's there. It's something that I don't use enough. So it was, that was yeah. the other big, I mean, some takeaways that I got from you there is definitely you know, working on my, my forearms more, um, the grip strength more, 
hitting. Well, I've been hitting calves a lot, anyways. Um, but the rear delts, hitting rear delts frequently, just the, those one that one disgusting set. I freaking I love it. I love it. It's uh, that was a big takeaway from um, for both Rick and I. Um, so it's yeah. kind of funny. Your your influence is is it's still ingrained in us. Uh, you, you, you left an impression, and, and we've definitely taken some of some of your little techniques and strategies and approaches, and and are applying it to our workouts and um, some of the tension, just shortening the range of motion for some exercises to to keep the tension yeah. on the muscle, and then working through the full range on others. Um, yeah, so it's it's yeah. fun. It was it was really great to have you out here. Yeah, well, man, I can't wait to do it again. It was, uh, yeah, I mean, I, I feel like I'm all alone in, in my in my lovely city of Calgary. I mean, I feel like I'm I'm sometimes the only bro here. So, if there's any you know any local Calgary bros, hit me up, man, because I'm I'm sitting alone in my in my apartment, wishing I was with Scott training again. <laughs> now you came in pretty freaking shredded, man. Like I was I was shocked and impressed because you you played it down really well leading up to it and uh it's like man this guy i i don't want to make him look bad i'm i'm really lean and fuck shit i I should just stop dieting so i don't look too good in front of him and fuck you just you just came in crazy crazy uh crazy ripped it's uh but it's just Ow. you're also you're hard on yourself too i think we all are um the standards we have for ourselves and what what our definition of ripped and shredded is compared to others is uh, it's probably a bit well, different. Yeah, I mean, we all. Well, thank you, by the way. And um, but yeah, I mean, we always like. I have trouble getting like my especially my lower abs getting that really really tight. And there's certainly there's some not to use this as an excuse at all. But like certainly there's some like loose skin there from when I was yeah. a chubby kid. Yeah, I, I and, noticed you know, that. As that's why I was thinking, and it because yeah. very similar to. To Rick, Rick was always he, he calls it stocky, but yeah, he, yeah. Was, he was uh, much heavier, and yeah, he's got that loose skin just in the in the lower ab area. I'm like, fuck, you're yeah. probably you're shredded as fuck, but it's the the loose skin just kind of, and it's just a little bit. It's just just yeah. enough to it's it's not going to allow the true yeah. definition and detail to pop out in that area. Yeah, exactly. And I mean, and to be perfectly honest, I mean, like. I don't think I could ever get that. I I think there's a <laughs> there's literally there's a there's a surgery you can get that like to tighten your skin. But I don't know. That's not really my deal. Mm-hmm. But um, you know that yeah. So I always tend to focus on that when I'm looking at myself later. But and I don't see you know progress I've made in other areas. So I think that's just human nature to kind of you know focus on your flaws. But uh, true. Yeah. Yeah. But yeah, man. I mean, I've, if I can get in that. That's the kind of the condition I showed up in. That's that's if I could be that most of the year, I'd be really happy. I know it's not really practical, but I do know I can get to that level relatively easy. So that's that's I don't know. That's kind of empowering, I guess. Yeah, yeah. What did you learn? Did you learn anything new from this cut from this experience? Gain any insights uh, from it? Yeah, oh yeah, most definitely. I'm more like. Um, like I made my best progress, you know, in the last few weeks when I really, I just made a decision that, you know, I'm always kind of all about balance and having fun and drinking on the weekends and, you know, and, and I can make a lot of progress doing that way because, you know, I've been at this a long time, yada, yada. But those last few weeks, I really kind of made a decision to suffer a bit. Like I got my calories really low. 
Um, my diet was very on point. You know, I was doing a little bit of cardio. I was, um, yeah, I had one night of, <laughs> I had one night of kind of sort of drinking, but nothing stupid, like just a few drinks. And, uh, but very, very on point. And then things really started to happen. I had like a, I don't know, like a, a four pound drop. I have to check my log like in one week, which was way too fast. Mm-hmm. But, uh, but certainly like in the mirror, it was just like, boom. So, I mean, at a certain point you have to, you know, you have to fuck all this lifestyle shit. Like, if you really want to get kind of exceptional, it's not a lifestyle. Like, it's not a, you know, it, all these idiots who try to make it seem like, oh, yeah, I can have everything I want, blah, blah, blah. You know, you can you can have a very balanced lifestyle and make a lot of progress. But to get to that nth degree, it's not a lifestyle anymore. It's it's freaking suffering. You know, it's – and other parts of my life kind of suffered too. You know, I was a lot more – I was kind of moodier. I, my work wasn't as good and – you know, it's, it's, you could never, I could never sustain that for longer than a month, I would say. So mm-hmm. that, that was kind of a cool lesson, but, uh, it's something that I think everyone should try though. Like really dial in one time, like even for just a month, just be a robot and kind of feel that hunger at night, you know, that real suffering. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It makes a big difference, at least to me. Yep. Yeah. That's usually, that's usually my indication and, <laughs> Um, you hear a lot of people like other trainers and coaches kind of knock that, uh, that theory, the philosophy of, well, you go to bed hungry. Um, but it is, I mean, that's, that's a good indication for me. If I'm, if I go to bed, just feeling a little bit of hunger, like not ravenous, I, I don't like going to bed starving. Um, there has been like when I, before my last contest, I was really hungry going before bed and I was like chewing gum like crazy to kind of try to curb that craving. Um, yeah. I, I'm not getting to that point. I don't think I'll ever get to that point anymore where I'm that ravenous hungry before bed. I, but I do like going to bed feeling a little bit of hunger and then waking up feeling light and a little bit hungry yeah. too. And um, yeah, I, I enjoy that. It, it, it feels good and it, and it shows me, I think mm-hmm. it's just a signal to myself that I'm on the, I'm on the right track. Yeah. And yeah. And I think that's where intermittent, intermittent fasting kind of falls off because I, you know, call it bro science, but it's just, if you backload all your calories to the evening, like I know 90% of this is calories in calories out, mm-hmm. but there's just something to be said for, you know, going those last few hours without eating much and waking up feeling really, really hungry. Mm-hmm. I think, uh, I'm going out on on a limb here and doing a bro science, but I think that is correlated to to better fat loss. Yeah, I, maybe it's just personal preference. I yeah, oh, I don't know. Yeah, I, but I think my my workout partner is exactly the same too. Rick, it, it does the same thing. It's just when he wants to dial it in, cuts out the nighttime snack. Boom, that's all. Yeah, it's his thing, <laughs> and uh, it works. And I think it works for for a lot of people, and I I certainly enjoy it. Mm-hmm. It's the approach that works for me. There's. Um, the two weeks leading up to um, your visit there, the last two weeks of my cut, um, I wasn't eating anything after dinner time. I, like there's days where I'd, I was done yep. eating at, at 5.30, 6 o'clock and that was it. I mean, I was drinking, drinking water and shit, but um, yeah, and, and I liked it. I just, yeah. it, it, it worked for me. And here's a lot of people that don't eat after 7. That's a bunch of bullshit. Well, I, I wasn't eating after 5.30 and it was, mm-hmm. I was fine. I could handle it yeah. and um yeah, yeah it's, I, I'd rather have that. I don't like going to bed full. I don't enjoy no. it at all. And I think some people think they get a better sleep. I don't. Um, I feel uncomfortable in uh, in bed. But yeah, so I guess maybe it is personal preference. I don't want to knock an approach that 
that works for for other people. They, some people like really pigging out at night. And yeah. Some people like really huge meals. I'm not a fan of huge meals either. I just uh, it doesn't work for me. That's why I like more frequent stuff. It just suits me better. So I guess part of it is just personal preference. Yeah, well, certainly. And and again, I have to stress at the end of the day, it's it's your your calorie intake for the day kind of drives the bus. Mm-hmm. But um, yeah, I mean, the other thing, like for me. I realize that the later it is in the day that I, and when I start eating, you know, what I like, if, if I get a hunger craving, whatever at 10 o'clock at night, my choices are rarely good. Mm-hmm. You know, like it's going to be what's in the fridge. You know, oh, I'll just have a, I'll just have a half a spoonful of ice cream. You know, that's what 20 calories. I'll just do that. You know what I mean? It's never, you know, it, it, which always leads to like <laughs> a lot more than 20 calories. So <laughs> I'm sure. So I find if I have kind of like a cutoff, like say eight o'clock at night, no more food, I don't care. I just find that's it's kind of a just a way for me to avoid that because your your willpower it, it's like a candle. Like by the end of the day, it's burnt out and you don't have much left. So if you just kind of mechanically say I am not eating after this time, you just take yourself out of the position of having to make a choice later. Like when it's ten thirty at night, you're kind of groggy, and you're like, "I want to eat something." You know, you're just not gonna you're not gonna boil fucking broccoli. You know, right? Yeah, yeah, so. exactly. Yeah, and that's a lot of times. Yeah, for me, it's if I if I'm not eating after dinner, and then it, it gets to the point where it's it's like eight o'clock, and I'm starting to feel hungry again. I'm like, "Well, fuck, I'm going to bed soon anyway, so I don't I don't need to. I can I can last that long without eating. I'll be going to bed, pass out, and then." wake up in the morning hungry and, and ready to eat then so it's just like oh, i'm so close so so forget it i don't need a snack i can i can get through that yeah yeah exactly exactly so yeah, yeah i think so yeah i mean I've, I've kind of made a mental note i think next year how old will i be 43 i think next year i'll take a little more serious run i might try to get into like really really good shape but uh but we'll see. I mean, this, this, yeah, n- never more than once a year. I mean, that's just what, too much. What would uh, be really, really good shape? Like, how much, how much further do you think you need? You can push it, or do you want to push it from where you were right now? Uh, I, I, I had another ten pounds to go for sure. Uh, interesting. Yeah. So, yeah, just off my ass and lower back. So, um, and obviously my, yeah, my, and my lower abs. Yeah. It so is, it is interesting. Our own little genetic predisposition where we store fat yeah. in certain areas sure yeah, yeah. Lower, lower back fat is pretty common yeah. like the love handle area and stuff but um yeah. like i i'm pretty even uh like you're you said your legs are shredded all the time uh whereas yeah. my mine will mine will wash out uh, which is probably better for me like it, having it yeah. kind of evenly distributed all around and everything all just kind of dials in at once but yeah definitely the love handles lower back fat lower ab yep. fat yeah it's usually the last place to go yeah absolutely so yeah and I, and I already know how I'll do it next year I'll just yeah let's be a little bit more serious and uh and try to stay a little bit leaner over uh over Christmas over Christmas and New Year's and although yeah. last year interestingly last year I lost weight over the holidays mm-hmm. and I have no and I have no idea why because I I was traveling I did a lot of travel like I was down south and and I wasn't exercising more than you know, just running around between places. But, um, I just think I, I was just not, I was eating kind of indiscriminately. I just wasn't eating that much. Mm-hmm. And, uh, whereas when I'm usually when I'm at home and it's cold out and everything, you know, it's big meals and what have you and lots of, you know, lots of sweet beets. So I, yeah, I think if you can keep those, those, 
those winter gains, like those bad gains over the winter, if you can keep those to a minimum, that really helps for sure in the spring. No yeah. doubt, no doubt about it. Yeah, yeah. I, uh, I kept I kept my progress right where I I wanted it to be. It was like just over a pound, between a pound, pound and a half per week, and I was I was enjoying some treats here and there. I definitely wasn't perfect. Um, it seemed like every every weekend I had stuff going on, parties and gatherings, and yeah. I, I indulged and uh, I I felt good about it because I was I was hitting my target each week. But uh, it'll be interesting from here on out, just seeing like really dialing it in even more. How I'm going to need to kind of cut back on on those treats. But I really find if I'm like exceptional during the week, um, I can have like one day on the weekend where I can kind of just let loose and and it almost benefits me. It makes it, uh, oh yeah, yeah. It kind of kind of the whole old school like Bill Phillips approach of the yeah. cheat day. Cheat days. I mean, some people go way way overboard yeah. with the cheat day, and it can kind of wipe out your your week of yeah. gains there. So I I don't go crazy freaking excessive, uh, but but a even a surplus of five hundred calories on on a cheat day is I think that's great. I'm I'm stuffed on that. And um, it, it's about all I need. So, that's, yeah, uh, like, yeah, like uh, that's such a it's a slippery slope. Like some people are just not equipped, and I put myself firmly in this category. So I'm not talking down to anyone. Like some people are just not equipped for cheat days because uh, you know you open those floodgates, especially mm-hmm. if you've been if you've been really hungry, like if you've been really deprived. Like like the shit I was eating. I only went to Mexico for three days or you no know, four days. And I, I, if I would have stayed there a week, I would have died. Like not of some alcohol or drug poisoning, just a food over. Like just I ate so much because you've been, <laughs> you know, you've been deprived for so long, and then all of a sudden your taste buds are kind of like kicked into overdrive, and you're just and you're, you know, you're eating all the stuff that you haven't had in a long time. And so even for the average person just trying to lose weight, like a cheat day can be really dangerous. Like I always say, have a cheat meal. Yeah, and have and have it the this time have it the last one before bed because if you start eating at whatever seven o'clock at night, you know there's only so many hours before you're gonna pass out into a food coma. Yep, I uh, totally agree with that. I, I definitely have been in that that situation yeah. for sure. Yeah, yeah. So if it's a it's a little snack at night and it's it's perfect. It just yeah curbs curbs <laughs> the cravings and the desire for it uh, the next day and. Yeah, but if I yeah. start earlier in the day, I definitely I'm I'm done. It's like, all right, I I, I just blew the diet right now and Yeah. Like, and, and then yeah, you're just like, fuck that tasted good. I gotta have more and yeah, yeah. Yeah, one thing leads to another. Yeah, you get that uh, you know, fuck it attitude, like, you know, you've already blown yeah. it, why not? You know. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, yeah, for sure. It's, I I do find it humbling though, because even you know, the like even people if we call ourselves more advanced at this than, than the average person, it's like we still fall into all these traps still. You know what I mean? Oh, without like, a doubt. <laughs> like I sometimes I sometimes look at my own behavior and I'm like, fuck, I'm, I should be above this already. Like why am I – why is it midnight and I'm eating peanut butter in my underwear? Like come on, man. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, human nature. Yeah, we're, we're just like everybody else. We're not, we're not uh, superhuman and yeah, we have the same kind of conversations – with ourselves yeah. at night, if I try to justify or or unjustify what the hell we're doing here, and uh, yeah, we go through all all the same experiences. It's it's not it's not easy. 
it's uh, it's work it takes yeah. focus discipline consistency uh, i think that's the the key and it's from experience and and practice hey we've kind of we've gotten better yeah. at kind of overcoming those hurdles and talking ourselves out of those situations i guess that's that's the benefit i guess that's what would make us a little bit more advanced we still face those challenges but we can overcome them a lot quicker yeah i mean and yeah like, like certainly i've got a little my instincts have gotten a little bit better like i just mm-hmm. don't intuitively like i i always eat a lot of protein at breakfast that's just i kind of conditioned myself yep that's what I, that's what i want but I mean, I think the biggest thing that I've developed is I just don't beat myself up anymore. Like when I mm-hmm. fuck up and I, you know, and I do fuck up royally, like I just, I never beat myself up. I'm just like, well, that, <laughs> well, that one, that one was a miss, you know, and I just, I just, I forget about it, you know, within, by, certainly by the next day. Oh yeah, for sure. For sure. Exactly. And, and well, and again, experience, cause you see, yeah, you, you have that, that fuck up and then you you get back to what your normal patterns were previously and within a day or yeah. two you're like well fuck this is awesome <laughs> that wasn't yeah. that wasn't so bad at all and uh, uh, yeah yeah so yeah you take it all with a a grain of salt and yeah i definitely there's no guilt no beating up just it is what it is and you move on and get back right back to what you were doing yeah absolutely yeah I mean, but it is it's easy to fall like the past 2 weeks i've been um relaxed with my my diet i I think i just needed a little diet break before i redial things in um i really wanted to keep going for that another month straight but i think my my body and life was just telling me like just take a break for a bit and then get right back at it and but it is like two weeks of being relaxed you realize how easy (laughs) it is to just continue being relaxed um and and the longer you 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 stay at that, the harder it is to kind of recondition yourself to get back to to the way of eating and lifestyle that you need to to get to where you want to be and and uh, achieve your physique goals. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. I mean, like for me, I oof, I mean, the amount of time that I would have in the day if I didn't. Uh, you know, if I didn't exercise as much as I did, and you know, boy, I'd have all these extra hours to like make money and. <laughs> have a more extravagant lifestyle like boy i don't know maybe i'm missing out on something but uh yeah it's 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 easy to fall off the wagon certainly um but well so what it's been two weeks like what is your your how much weight have you put on in two weeks of not dieting uh, not even not even two pounds like maybe maybe a pound and a half something like that and it's probably if it's if i'm two pounds heavier in two weeks um it's probably just food volume in my stomach right now and and um, yeah. maybe a little water well, and and glycogen because it, it's just yeah the excess food that'll that'll just weigh on you. It's not like I, I gain two pounds of fat or two pounds of muscle. And it's funny because some people say oh the rebound thing like it, it's amazing you could have two different perspectives there where I see yeah. people come off a diet and then they they start eating more and I'm in muscle building mode and boom I already gained two pounds and and they'd be all excited to gain two pounds of muscle and you have someone who comes off a diet starts eating up towards like maintenance level calories and like ah shit i gained two pounds of fat and i'm just i gotta cut again because i'm i'm getting fat now um no i it's definitely i i can tell it's it's um i know it's food weight and and water and and glycogen because i i look as lean as i i was two weeks ago and i don't look like i gained 
two pounds of muscle or anything like that. It's just, it's, it's food and water. Jeez, man, two pounds. Gee, I, I don't know. Anything, anything plus or minus five, I'm like, I don't know. That's that could be that could be a healthy bowel movement. <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly, exactly. <laughs> no, good for you, man. That's pretty good. I mean, yeah, I've only gone up five since my since my lightest. So I don't know. I'm I'm staying pretty pretty close. And that's including some serious debauchery in in Mexico and <laughs> and last night and probably tonight. So yeah, I don't know. There's a, there's certainly a honeymoon after you get really really lean. Mm-hmm. Um, there's a you know some guys can push it a month just eating whatever and but it always ends. It always ends and it's like you know people have to realize that. Yeah. I don't know how many times I've had this conversation with some guy who competes in a bodybuilding show or he does a contest or something whatever and he's and then a week later he looks better than ever and he's like I'm eating all this food and my waist keeps getting smaller and I keep getting leaner. I think I fixed my metabolism. I'm blah, blah, blah. I'm this, I'm that. And I'm always, I'm always like, okay, well, you know, you know, see you in a week or two, you know, you should really kind of cut back now, but you know, and it's always the same thing. Like within a month, they're borderline fat again. Yes. It's just, it's a, it's a very short honeymoon that you get. And, uh, it's gotta be back to reality. It's wild. It's wild how that happens. I've definitely gone through that experience myself i'm like man i mean like crazy i'm still crazy freaking ripped and then yeah it just you don't, you don't realize that you're you're gaining little bits here and there you're usually just focused on certain little areas um but you don't realize yeah some of the details are starting to wash out just a bit but you still look freaking amazing and then boom wash out it's uh yeah, yeah eventually catches up to you yeah it's it's crazy it's uh <laughs> it's just i see it every single year for so many you know it's just people think that they've also now that they're lean and their metabolism's up that they can just keep forcing all this junk food in or even just lots of food period but it's just it's just not that way which i guess where that's where stuff like reverse dieting certainly has merit um but uh yeah yeah. keeps things in control i guess but uh yeah yeah i couldn't go as as little as increase as some of these people do but yeah still not not giving yourself complete free reign, but uh, even just I don't mind going right up to maintenance. Like, yep. yeah, just eat maintenance, and that's that's a usually a big jump in itself, and you feel satisfied from that. You don't need to go above and beyond that, and just be go fucking nuts on your nutrition. Mm-hmm. I think that's a big yeah. mistake. So what's uh, what's up coming up next for you then? Uh, well, right now I'm gonna I'll get back to to cutting. And um, I'll do. I'll get serious for the next two weeks, and then yeah. we go away on uh, vacation. So I'll just completely relax there. No training. I think my body needs a break from the training, anyways. Um, so yeah, that that just be a little R and R is going to do me real good there. Um, yeah. I've, I've booked a massage as well because um, just got like knots, some knots in my shoulders, um, a little bit in the glutes and thighs, and feel like my i need to start taking care of my body a little bit more um it feels good like i know injuries it's it's just those little muscle knots that yeah a lot of times with the lacrosse ball and rumble roller i can work those things out um but right now i think i need a professional just really get in there and give me a good little tune up and um yeah so doing doing that and then getting away for a break is going to be it's going to be real good for me um in terms of training we're going to be mixing things up we've been doing a push pull legs for the past month and um, i think we're gonna get back to the, an upper lower split we're debating about 
should we move from here? Because we've been doing a little bit of the higher frequency stuff. We did we did upper lower, then we did um, full body five days a week, and then we did push pull legs. We're in the yep. gym five to six days a week, and uh, we're like, well, is it time to to decrease the frequency and um, get uh, just really crush each body part? And um, we're just both kind of feeling like our, our bodies are telling us to stick with the the higher frequency stuff, especially after that, that killer leg workout that we had, uh, I was thinking, man, it's funny. Cause I haven't been that sore in a while. Um, and I just got me thinking, man, I don't, I like the way I feel fresh all the time on a higher frequency program where the volume per workout isn't as much, but the volume at the end of the week is usually greater than what it is for me when I, I I'm doing a body part split routine. So uh, we're going to shift to an upper lower, and then who we may we might go back to another five day full body after that. We'll uh, we'll see how things uh, things shape up over the next few weeks. Yeah, I'm. Uh, yeah, I agree. I mean, I've, I'm pushing the higher frequency right now. Like, I really, yeah, the next six months, I want to. I have to have to have to have to get my triceps bigger. So I'm going to kind of devote my life. <laughs> That sounds great. I'm going to devote my life to my triceps. Sorry, honey. Um, <laughs> but yeah, and that's, yeah, and that's, I'm going to accomplish that through just high frequency, lots of variety, like exercises that people have never even thought of anymore. I got all my old Bill Pearl books, man. I got all my old shit and see if I can't do something with it. And then, uh, but then follow that up with just basic upper lower, a few months of just strength movement based training, like just basic squatting, deadlifting. Bench presses, chin ups, just just the bare bones basics for a while. I really believe throwing that in is helpful. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. But like you, you know, everything works. So man, it's, it's it's the variety, it's the change that 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 sparks the growth, not so much the actual program. Yeah, yeah, exactly. And it's probably why we're enjoying this a lot right now. The, yeah. the higher frequency is is definitely uh, outside of our comfort zone. Something that we've never done much of at all in the past, and. Uh, we are enjoying it um yeah so it's 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 interesting it's interesting it's it's opened my eyes a lot yeah Um, so yeah i'm I'm glad we've uh i'm glad we picked up on it and uh yeah it seems to be it's working it's definitely working and uh yeah more than anything yeah we're enjoying it and it's allowing us to incorporate uh, variety and change things up so it uh yeah it's great yeah, absolutely. I mean, I'm one thing. Actually, you know, I took that our our one disgusting set thing. I've been um, I've been kind of using that in a high frequency thing. Like like every day I've or every training day I've been hitting rear delts and uh, something for triceps. But often, just yeah, just one set. You know, balls out to failure and then just leave it alone. Like it takes me like a minute. Mm-hmm. And and uh, yeah, I don't know. It's you know a little early to say, but I'm, I think there's something to that. I you have agree. a weak point. Yeah, if you have a weak point training a little more often, a little less, or you know, a lot more often and a lot less volume, but you know, it all adds up over over the course of a week. So yeah, as opposed as opposed to just trashing the shit out of it every five days or whatever. Yeah, yeah, I'm looking at uh, chest is definitely it's been a problem area for me for a while that uh, I really need a weaker point that I need to bring up and. Definitely after our conversations, I'm, I'm leaning towards taking out some of these pressing movements out of there and, and focusing on different movements that I can really 
feel the contraction in the pecs because it just seems like every time I get under the bar for any kind of bench press right now, it's just shoulders. My shoulders hurt more than anything. So I'm just, uh, maybe it's because my shoulder, I got, are, are knotted up right now. And, um, but Fuck the bench press, man. Yeah. Fuck the bench press. I, I, you know what I mean? I think I'm going to be moving away from that for a little bit, especially after getting this massage. I, I really wonder, oh. if, like initially I switched to um, <clears throat> a wider grip on the bench press and it, it was taking my triceps and shoulders out of the movement and I was feeling that my pecs doing a lot more of the work. I had to really reduce the weight, um, but I've never had knots in my shoulders like I, I have yeah. right now where is when I'm lowering the bar, it just it feels like I'm restricted because the shoulders kind of cramp up and I can't get uh, I can't get down too low. So it's, as soon as I, I get to a shorter, get to the the bottom portion of the movement, I'm like all I'm thinking about is my shoulders and not even feeling my pecs doing the work there. So maybe it was a mistake for going a little bit wide with the bar. Um, I felt it in the beginning, but uh, yeah, yeah, I, I don't well, know. It, it's interesting again. Yeah, it's just one of these things. If your goal is, is to have a really strong bench press, be it a powerlifter or what have you, then I encourage people to really, really learn how to bench. And it's not just get under the bar and press it off your chest. Like it's it's highly technical. Um, you know, get a really good powerlifting coach to show you how. Um, and that is if your goal is to have a really big bench. Like for me, I just don't give it, like I just don't think it's a great pec builder. I think, you know, in, anything on an incline is better. Um, certainly, anything with dumbbells, I think, is better. This is, we're talking for like for hypertrophy, mm-hmm. and it's just way less stress, you know, on the shoulders. And once your shoulder is fricked or fu- well, we've, we've said fuck enough already, I guess. So yeah. <laughs> once your shoulder, once your shoulder is fucked and you're over thirty, I mean, it's like yeah, yeah, you, you can get them replaced, you can get it fixed, and everything. But it's it's a really long road. So if you can kind of mitigate that and and or avoid that, then why wouldn't you? Yeah, I yeah. mean, I mean. Yeah, like for me to bring up my chest, it's all about uh, like dumbbell work, like really emphasizing the tension in the pecs, um, really well-performed flies. I love pullovers um, uh, and yeah, like and certainly frequency mm-hmm. and just play, and playing with contractions and stretches and stuff like that. It's not fucking getting my bench over 315. I mean, right. Even things as simple as push-ups multiple times a week uh, can can work well. So I'm, yeah, I'll be playing – playing around with it for sure it's uh it's definitely going to be a big area of focus for me once i especially once i get out of this deficit here yeah. and can focus a bit on on building but uh yeah yeah it uh yeah i'm, I'm it's going to be interesting to see it's 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 weird to think about taking the bench pressing movements out of there but uh it, i think mm-hmm. it's something that, that has to has to get done for me i'm just really really focused on form and control well, it's just funny. I mean, like the best exercises for the pecs and the triceps are all variations of the bench. You know what I mean? They're, they're, it's not the actual flat bench. Now, there's certainly there are exceptions. I mean, Arnold built one of the greatest chests of all time doing lots of bench pressing. You know, that's fucking Arnold. You know, I'm not Arnold. Um, most people listening aren't either. But um, for, for most people to build chest, it's, it's like a variation of the bench. It's a slight incline. It's a slight, you know, it's dumbbells, maybe even a decline or, or what have you. It's rarely, it's the traditional flat bench press. Mm-hmm. I mean, for, for most guys, it just builds, uh, you know, obviously builds the bench bigger, but it builds, you know, delts and triceps. It's rarely, it's not really a great tre- chest exercise. So. Yeah. And I'm just, I'm just grateful that I know <sighs> it's uh, like shoulder issue. Isn't like a pain 
issue. It's just it's yeah. it's it's a muscle that it's just knotted up there. Just trigger point yeah. there and just get that worked out, and I'll be golden after that. But uh, yeah, I'll be playing around with different variations. It'll it'll be it's going to be interesting to to go through this change. Yeah, absolutely, man. Well, I'll uh, I'll help build some boobs on you. I'll give you a rack. <laughs> I love it. I love it. <laughs> Uh, yeah, yeah. And, so uh, that, that'll be one where I'll be bumping up the frequency for yeah. sure. But I still, I need to bring everything up. So that's why I kind of like the the whole body <laughs> higher frequency thing too. So, well, pick one, man. Don't yeah, uh, I, I we know? All, yeah, we all got to bring. I got to bring everything up too. But you got you got to pick one at most two. <laughs> yeah, calves, calves, and chest would probably be the two two things yeah. that I need to bring up most. And yeah, there. You, yeah, yeah. Good fun. <laughs> Good fun. <laughs> I love it. Always, always something to work on. That's the beauty Absolutely. of this. Absolutely. All right, man. Well, uh, I guess that's it. That's our that's our time. That's our that's our our check in. Our check up. Things are moving forward, and uh, yeah, like it's summertime, man. We're I think we're we're gonna be pretty confident on the beach this year. Fuck, man. I'm in Calgary. There's no lakes around here, man. Ah, oh, like to be you. That's yeah, nothing. Well, there's well, there's Banff, but who the hell likes Banff? There's just mountains and tourists. <laughs> That's okay. You got yeah, you got you got all those lakes around where you live, so you're doing all right. Yeah, yeah. Lots of fun. Excellent, dude. So fun catching up with you, and uh, we'll keep progressing, sharing our journey. We have got some exciting things to come. We'll be sharing in future podcasts and episodes. But uh, in the meantime, be sure to check out the articles and videos and everything else we got going on our sites, briancron.com and metabolicmasterpiece.com. And, uh, yeah, thanks for joining us in this journey. We'll catch you next week. See ya.